consider this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Sorry, check my watch, I've been told I need to finish properly at 11 
In our confusion, in our times of decision, or reaction, or action, we don't primarily need the advice of our friends or our instincts. We need what does God think? Because God is way better than other people. I have heard some of the worst advice given between friends who don't really understand the hearts of those involved, but really understand the situation involved. And they can't, they're not God. Submitting to God's word is like submitting to a map rather than just guessing when you're trying to navigate around Charlotte. The map has the area of view, and you can see the truth of the situation. You know, you think you take the right and get you over here, and left and get you over there. We need God's input more than anyone else. So when other people are saying, but everybody's telling you, you should quit this job. What does God say? You should quit this marriage. What does God say? When your friends are saying, you should, you should look back and look here. What does God say? When your friends are saying, you have a right to be angry. What does God say? Friends are often right. I mean, counselors and friends are really great and very important insofar as they align with God's word. Because God is the one that knows our hearts and really knows us so well. So, back to the text. Verse 20. But when the angel had considered, I mean, but when Joseph had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in the dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. To take Mary as your wife. For the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid. This isn't another man's child. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. This isn't the consequence of sin. This is a miracle. A result of her obedience to God. Joseph needed to see the man. He needed to see the grand scene what was really going on. And God gave him that gift. God's hands are all over this. Mary was on board. The angel's trying to get Joseph to get on board at this point. On verse 21. The angel says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Mary will bear a son, and you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. It doesn't sound like we really have a choice anymore at this point, does it? The outcome seems to be assumed here, and it just swept into it. I think what happened is sometime long ago, both Mary and Joseph made the decision, I'm going to submit to God. I believe God is who says he is. I'm going to submit to his word. I'm going to obey. And at that moment, it's like they grabbed their shoe and it jumped into a river. And from that time on, the river was making decisions about whether they were going to go. They made a decision long ago. I'm going to obey God. They jumped in that river and they swept along. They made the decisions for us. So Joseph's role in the birth of Christ just gets swept into it because he's obedient to God. So again, God's role, reassuring Joseph and his life and sweeping along in the fulfillment of the most precious promise that we have in Scripture. During our progressive dinner last night, we at each stop we looked at some prophecy about Christ's birth and then the fulfillment of it. And how God had been working this out from the very beginning. 
I think it's fair to say that God's work in the world comes to its clearest focus in the person of Jesus Christ. What God is up to in history in the world, look at Jesus Christ. This is the most visible, the peak of His work in the world. And why did He come? Why is Christmas a part of our lives? It says here in this verse clearly, Your name is named Jesus, for He will save His people from their sin. He came, first and foremost, everything that He is, as Savior. God's comes to His clearest focus in the person of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ came primarily to save. Like a life preserver to the drowning man, or the ambulance to the heart attack victim, the firefighter to the child of the village. Jesus is first and foremost Savior. So, Christ is the clearest, the most focused example we have of God's work in the world, and He came to save. But who did He come to save? You will name Him Jesus, for He will save His people from their sins. Now, I know when I start talking about this, Jesus came to save language that is so hard for us to say, focused, but we've heard it so much. But stick with me on this. Who did he come to save? He didn't come to save everybody. There are people who will not be saved by Jesus. He lays in Jesus and he will save his people from their sin. So who are his people?
This is the world that we live in. We're all born on the same ship. Now, until you abandon the ship for a ship that's still afloat, for Jesus Christ, you're doomed to walk with it. The message of Christianity is this that you're going to have a good, comfortable ship as it says. It's a very ship. Get out.
So gracious to us through Christ. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.